rather abruptly there Shannon oh sorry Brett I'm out of touch in fading down the intro uh, the intro tunes uh, been three months Brett welcome back to Atticus Lodge it's good to be back in the lodge Shannon feels very strange to be honest with you I think over the last um, we did 18 months fairly fairly consistently and we've yep. had um, a pretty big off season it's a bit weird um while we're on that, Shannon, there has been some rumours. I don't know if you've been following it on the social media while we've been away for so long. No. I'll run through this few of these rumours that I've, I've heard and uh, you can tell me whether they're true or not. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Uh, the first one I've heard is uh, we gave our show notes to Craig Demler's lawyers to look over and they didn't get them back to us in a timely manner, so we had to adjourn the show for three months. <laughs> no, it wasn't true. <laughs> Uh, no, not true. Uh, given that you now have two of the best three-year-olds in Australia, uh, <laughs> sorry, nay, the world at the moment, uh, you were perhaps a bit up and about. There was a little bit of uh, me, me, me action happening and you uh, didn't have time for the show. True uh, or false? Closer to true than the first one. <laughs> okay. Um, we have been trying to secure media megastar Cole Galley for an appearance on the show, but he couldn't fit it in uh, as he was accepting too many awards. No, that one is not true. Uh, the last one, which I'm feeling has uh, probably the most truth to it, is Atticus retired, and so you retired in support. <laughs> there was a period of grieving. There actually has been a period of grieving from not having a horse in Danny Hill's stable, which was... Um... There should have been a period of grieving after every time Atticus started, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh... Well, that's right. This The last time we, um, we cut one of these episodes, Atticus was still at the peaks of his career. Yeah, well, it was uh, last time he's, we did it was pre Breeders' Crown. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, done the old Chris Yaron since then. My <laughs> <laughs> Prost recruit going nowhere. Issues ballooned out a little bit. <laughs> time to cut him loose. Yeah, okay, okay. Mm. Brett, so, what's I, been happening, Shannon? What's what have you been up to this past three months? <laughs> uh, well. Um, Cam's in the background tonight and obviously, uh, yeah, did p- perhaps suggest that I be prepared for the question of what I've been up to. What are you actually doing here, Cam? A drinking beer, that's it. Yeah, you're not bringing the, anything else. Um, you're not even working the phones. Cam! It's, it's actually, the phones aren't working. It's actually funny, Brett, because we're going to have to, um, you know, like think of what the uh, statute of limitations in of what sort of stuff we talk about. Three months is a long time. We've had... Uh, Breeders' Crowns and um, New Zealand Cup and all sorts of activity around, you know, the sport Yes. in, in administration and on the track. But nice. anyway, I suppose we'll just try to uh, keep it light. And, yes. uh, yeah, it, it was good to feel missed. Um, we've got... It's probably, <laughs> probably time to... Um, Jeez. You're not, not getting the love at home, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> Megan not giving you enough for our cuddles. Um... Nah, believe me, Brett. I'm not going. Not, not I'm not. Um, you know, going short of demand for my attention at the moment. But uh, Brian Kesey basically was really struggling without us, and yep. was uh, very keen for us to, 
you know, get back behind, back on the year. Didn't notice you retweeted one of his uh, tweets. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, something about the industry won't go on or something? Well, we did. Well, basically, what happened was that we, um, uh, Brett and I had some creative differences. Uh, which was that I couldn't be stuffed doing it anymore and Brett uh, could be. And we uh, had a bit of a hiatus. And, um, yeah, so we just come back with a little pre-Inters episode tonight. But what we're going to be looking at doing probably next, uh, starting hopefully in January, we'll we'll hopefully have another episode in the week of the Inters final before I um, take three Valium and get on a plane to get over to WA. And um, and then in January we're going to be basically commencing what will probably be twi- um, you know a monthly a monthly uh, rendition of one forty seven seven that will hopefully be a little bit more organised and uh, packaged and um, consistent than what it has been in the past still with a lot of the uh, the quality content that we've our, our listeners love and appreciate but uh, probably without some of the extra the time demands that it takes for. Um, for us to be putting this together, even though Brett does all the work. <laughs> you do a lot of prep, though, Shannon. Yeah. And you have to consume a lot of... Uh, I do. I do. <laughs> a lot of cans. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so now that's that's the plan. Um, we will be uh, also looking for uh, sponsors for the show to uh, cover the exorbitant uh, production costs. <laughs> well, that's right, Brett. We'll probably approach some people directly, but if someone does want to uh, get in touch with us about sponsoring the show, what we want to do is actually give, see if we can invest in some technology so that we can do some phone interviews, perhaps even some live streaming, mm-hmm. um, and improve the program um, but to do that takes money and basically at the moment given we've done 18 months without you know any support um, that we're looking for yeah, we are looking for sponsors so that we can do something which is going to be a bit more quality and be a bit more interactive with our listeners um, yeah so that's there's another the rumour floating around that you're not actually going to Perth for the Inters you're actually going across there to Feral uh, Brewery to see f- seek sponsorship for the show <laughs> is that true? I do love the Feral Hop Hog <laughs> yeah there's no doubt about that <laughs> bit of a um, hop hog yourself I do love it I reckon I, I reviewed I reviewed it in uh, you know six months ago yeah Still um, in love? More, more. More? Oh, yeah. Really? I've got a problem with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. Horses been winning races? The Prince? Well, funny enough, if you look over your shoulder there, Brett, you yes. can look at the, how the season's shaped up. You'll see our racing team up on the whiteboard there. Yes. On the right. with uh, So I think we're on six wins for the season. And, um, yeah. and three placings. So... Yeah, it's not pretty, bad. pretty happy with our return. Um, look out, Mark Purden. Yeah. That must be what his whiteboard looks like. Pretty, pretty similar, yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, I she's still got Madame Pom Pom on the whiteboard. She's still. She's back in work. Is she? Well, she was supposed to be, but they couldn't catch her. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit of a Pom Pom story cooking, actually, but I might okay. save that for another edition. All right. yep. um, I'll tell you about that on the ad. Um. But yeah. otherwise, now the, the, the stable's going well. Phoenix good. Prince has arrived, and uh, yeah, that's going well. The track. More importantly, to, if if we are going to do some uh, Shannon time, Brett, the breeding season's been really going well. For some reason, the, this crazy weather that we've had, um, yep. and most you know, many most of our listeners are in Victoria. Will know it's just been insane. Yep. We've had the fire going tonight, where and yeah. that was after a thirty-eight degree day on uh, Monday. Yep. But the mayor's somehow 
All you have to do is throw semen at them and they're just getting in foal this season. And um, <laughs> it's uh, just amazing. I think we've got, we're breeding uh, eight. Yep. And five, um, five are positive already, are well and truly pregnant by now. Yep. Uh, two will test on Friday and the other one will serve next week. So going really well. Seven, we've got six foals on the ground, one to go. So nice. Philly's year for us, two Colts. Oh, um, Femme Fatale had her first uh, foaler and a better, uh, Ripper Little Better's yeah. Colt. Uh, better give it how to better's Colt, but otherwise it's uh, all Phillies. If, if your last one's a Colt, then you're roughly 50-50. That's right, and there are a few that I wanted Fillies out of, so Miss yeah. Bigelow we were happy to get a Philly oh, yeah. from. Yep. Rock and Roll Heaven, and I was happy to get a Heaven Philly. Yep. Um, and we've got an Art Major Philly that's... Um, and what's the what's the last one, Drew? Art Major as well, okay. out of Lincoln Beach Girl. Oh. Yeah, so nice. No this, this is um, yeah. If it's a cult, I'll call it Ian, and if it's a filly, I'll call it Fulton because uh, this one's going to hit the ground after our um, <laughs> the discount he gave us on Mum's colic in January. Um, Brett, since uh, I don't know whether you um, well, since we were last on air. When you were last on air, you were like the in the mailroom at Alabar. Nowadays, you're a general manager, I see, on the website. Yeah. Recently, somewhere, some... You where, still get around long enough. <laughs> where, do you know what? Was it at Gordon Rothacker and Night where they said um, you were the marketing person for Alabar or something like that, presented uh, by that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Someone didn't do their homework there. That's fine. So, your old man was, um, <laughs> was the... General manager prior to you? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Taking yeah. on that job. So this is the old uh, Sam Mitchell, Jordan Lewis sort of treatment there at Alabar. They just go and farm out there. Um. <laughs> As I said, you stick around long enough, Shannon, you'll get, you'll get promoted. So. How did that all go about? Alan calls you both in and says, uh, I've got good news and bad news. <laughs> no, no. Well, to be fair, Dad hadn't done it for a while. So Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, congratulations on uh, your ascension to... The lofty heights of uh, general manager. Mm. Thank you. Pay rise. Slight. Yep. Yeah. Right. Good. Yeah. So that's why he shouted the beers tonight. Brett shouted beers tonight. Everybody. Pirate pale ale. Good job. Thanks. Thanks. Slight peach flavour. Apparently. Have you got my change from um, Nando's? Actually, speaking of someone who's now rolling in money. <laughs> Cam, what did he do with the change for my 20 that I gave him for Nando's? That wasn't 20 bucks worth of Nando's I had. He's unreal. Unreal. All right, Brett, let's get into the show. All right. Hello, delight, excited. Sky rockets in flight. Afternoon delight. You guys have it, I think. Afternoon delight. Um, Now, we're rolling with, um, we're going last three months. Whatever, I don't care if it's the last I will, I will, two years. I'll alert listeners. <laughs> I will alert listeners to something. I, I actually recorded a show with uh, with Nicholas Hooper, and uh, I'm, I'm not a great person. I didn't edit it. <laughs> uh, despite being the manager at Alabar, I had to uh, had to pull a few fall watch duties, and uh, yeah, didn't get around to it. To be honest, did you tell Nick, or is this the first he's real hearing this? No, I did tell him. I did tell him. Yeah. Um, Right. What was the highlight of the show that you and Nick put together? I would say the highlight was probably um, uh, him sort of teasing you about your bed bill and his oh, bed bill being yeah. less. <laughs> that was a pretty, 
Nick, uh, Nick, Nick had a similar sort of uh, situation and went to the same vets, and uh, his was about six grand cheaper than yours. Tell me about it. <laughs> Which is quite funny. Not for you, and, obviously. And those who know Nick and have seen his car know that he wouldn't have even... He, he would spill that six grand yeah. out of his pocket. Allegedly, um, it was going to be the same, and then him and uh, Ian got talking, and uh, and you know your name came up, and <laughs> and Ian's probably not your biggest fan. To be fair, Nick then dropped the story about you not buying him a Pepsi Max on the way home. Oh, that's, that not, time. that's not true because it was a different vet, so <laughs> it was at Ballarat. But let's not go and do that, okay? Let's not do that. No, Ian's a, Ian's a good vet. Good, good. Yeah. What was Bro- your highlight? Brian's obviously significantly better. better. <laughs> What's been your highlight, Shannon? What's your highlight? My highlight, okay. Was doing the show? No. No, no. well, let's get into your highlight. All right, okay. My highlight was uh, was seeing Always Be Mickey go 146 flat. Right. Yep. Okay. Um... <laughs> Three months, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, what? The, the fastest ever mile rate? Ever ho- fastest ever horse ever? That's not a highlight for you. It's amazing the disdain you have for me and US harness racing. Unbelievable. No. Well, what? The fastest ever so, horse is not impressive to you. Okay. Okay. So what, what was... What record... Whose record did he break? Um... Well, there was four of them. Some beach somewhere. He's oh, watching... So what was Cam Best at time trial? 146.15th. 146.2? Yeah. So that was a time trial or a race? Cam Best. Yeah. Time trial. Right. This was a race. Okay. Okay. So no one's gone faster until Always Be Mickey. Yes. Correct. Cool. That's pretty cool. You're an idiot. What was your highlight? My highlight? It was probably Phoenix Prince winning at Mildura on debut or wherever the hell it was. No. It is Lazarus. Oh, okay. And he's... I thought he's um, no good. Who told you he's no good? Uh, um, J-Bon and Blake. Just to oh, keep a lid on please. it. Keep a lid on it. Please. Hector. Hector's the rage. Mine... Um, not, I mean, let's face it. Anyone who uh, is listening to this show in Australia or New Zealand would have seen and hopefully have just been blown away by what Lazarus did uh, on Cup Day when he was still a three-year-old. Um, yep. Chronologically. Yep. Um, he turned four on the Friday and, and and backed it up. I just think it's 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 on so many levels. I think I tweeted at the time that he's still a bull, which is just wonderful for you know um, having a, a colonial stallion that will have huge commercial appeal down here. Yep. Yeah, the boys on um, on uh, Gatespeed had suggested that he needs to do it for another two years. I don't want him to. I hope that um, that's the last time we see him in the New Zealand Cup. I hope that he's in the breeding barn this time next year because at the moment he would have enormous appeal to breeders and the sooner we get a stallion from our part of the world serving the you know, three and four hundred mares a year, the better, because that will mean that um, that money he's owned by you know all down under owners, including you know, the Risley family here in Australia as well, and the Kennards who are wonderful, um, you know, wonderful supporters and investors in the industry as well. So, gee, I would love to see him rack up a, a couple of more Grand, grand Circuit wins over the season. 
Lazarus was a highlight for me. Um, and Brett, um, sorry, I've, I've been distracted there, so I've lost my um, oh. my train of thought on that. Yep. But I'm also yeah, that's it. That this is where I'm going with it. Okay. It is the it was the absolute um, icing on the cake of a plan that was mm. um, put in place by the genius Mark Purden in in April or May of this year, when he's just gone and seen, have faith in me, do what he did at Menangle. Yeah. How bold was it to set a then three-year-old to for the New Zealand Cup? Mm. Like, it, it's just logical to go and say, well, have faith in me, he's just gone 147.4. That's every race covered around here for the next two years. And yet he has gone and at that point set the task or set a horse, a three-year-old at the time, for the New Zealand Cup, knowing that he would run into Have Faith in Me. Obviously, unaware at that time that Have Faith in Me was going to have some issues come Cup time. So the boldness of that and then to see it, the achievement of that uh, plan, wow, mm. what can you say? But it's just just awesome and amazing. Yep. No, I agree. Um, That's my highlight, Brett. That's okay. <laughs> no, no. Um, it's quite surprising as well when you think about Have Faith in Me and how, like, Lazarus has just gone up and Have Faith in Me has gone down. You wouldn't think that, uh, you know, when you watch that Miracle Mile back, you wouldn't think that that same horse is now doing what he's been doing recently. Yeah, it, like, there's obviously, he's obviously got something wrong. With him yeah, because despite his stand start manners, he's just been going a bit shit ass. Yeah. Well, having said that, I think Natalie said if he didn't gallop in the cup, he would have come second. Um, yeah, you never know with those things. But why do you gallop? There must be something. Yeah, must be something. yeah, that's right, that's right. He bloody didn't when I had five hundred on Lenny in the Miracle Mile. <laughs> exactly the past. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's strange anyway. But uh, they've yeah, got a, a very worthy replacement at the moment anyway. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, delights. My delight is very simple. It's just seeing all the foals. It's just fan. It's as a breeder, I think even not as a breeder, as a, just a fan of you know uh, the sport. Seeing these foals, it's just it's just awesome to watch them. Yeah, you know, get around the paddock and yeah. just see them. I don't know, sort of grow up and that sort of stuff. It's just really, really cool. Yeah, um, not much more to say. If you're ever feeling like you're feeling a bit shit, just go hang out with a you know paddock full of foals yeah. for a while. It just yeah. makes you feel good. That's it. Yep. Um, no, I agree. It's a blessed thing that we get to do be around um, baby horses. Yep. Um, <laughs> you sound a bit like, uh, is it Ricky Bobby when he, he likes to pray to baby Jesus? <laughs> Have you seen Teletaken Nights? No. no. Okay. Don't worry about it then. <laughs> uh, my delight was Denny Hill winning the uh, harness oh. racing equivalent of the Brownlow in uh, SA on yeah, was- uh, Sunday. Yeah, at the Harness Racing South Australia, the Hurley Medal. Yes, yes, which I believe is given at, uh, at Metropolitan Meetings, uh, one we- one okay. weekly meeting. Yep. I say Metropolitan because there's not many Metropolitan races <laughs> on the card in yeah. SA, but a three, two, and one yeah, vote. Okay. So, yep. um, look, I just think Danny Danny Hill and um, what she's done. Obviously, we had a couple of horses racing with Danny, and what a wonderful experience that was as an owner. Yep. But. What she, you know, she's so positive, the way she engages on Twitter. Yep. I think very similar of, um, you know, Brittany Graham, what she's doing as well. These are just um, young women who are really passionate about the sport, but also really bloody good at it. Mm-hmm. So I reckon Danny is just a terrific story. She's got great family support. Um, and there's, 
nothing but positivity that comes out of her and um she you know she's obviously had some setbacks in her in her career and life and she's um you know been able just to take those in her stride and to achieve this and be absolutely at the top of the sport in the in the wonderful harness racing state of south australia is an enormous testament to her so i was absolutely delighted to see her get formally recognized because uh, i reckon she's a star and uh if you could that would be an emoji star because she's fantastic. Yeah, everything's yes. great about her. Yeah. Um, excited, excited about. Internet. Sorry, so I will say this. <laughs> Cam, when Cam moves in the in the chair that he's in, it's an old vinyl thing. There, it makes a bit of a creak, and it's yeah. so funny to see the face that Brett's giving him there. It's uh, very much. Um, yeah, reprimanding you face. You bring him along, and he's having a snooze in the background. He's giving us nothing. Yeah. And he's making noise. Yeah. All right. He reckons his father-in-law doesn't speak well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Excited for the Inter-Dominion starting on Friday and also getting a little bit excited for two-year-old racing to start. Uh, We'll kick off next month in uh, in NZ and... uh and then uh, the following month in Australia, a, bit, a few two-year-old trials happening, and it's just a, it's an exciting time of year. Yes. Um, I nearly dropped my first very good from the, back from the break, Brett, of the new season. Yeah. Uh, I tend to agree. Um, my excite, my excite goes beyond the Inters. It's about the next four months of harness racing. Okay. Um, we won't get to... I mean, I, I believe that this year's Inters is much deeper than it was last last year. Yep. Um, I'm really excited about going over for the final, and I just think that last year, a couple of after a couple of heats, you sort of thought, "Geez, Lenny's uh, you know really going to be able to win this from any position," as you yep. know, which he ended up doing. But I agree. but I just think this year, I don't see it playing out that way. Unless Hector does what Lenny did last year, he has the potential to, I suppose, he's going mm-hmm. so well. But there just seems to be enough horses in this year's series to not want to be taking a. Yeah. A backward step yep. or, or a back seat, I suppose. Yep. yep. Then you go and consider that we've got um, Lazarus coming over for the Victorian Carnival at this point and then into a Chariots and a Miracle Mile. Yep. And we've got our derbies coming up as well with, oh. of course, uh, you know, all of the future stars stepping out as well. So there's uh, plenty to be excited about in the next four months of racing, which will also include the return of harness racing to Birchip as well. Um, but the uh, Malibu Cup on the March long weekend next year. Yep, they're on Twitter as well. Yes, they are. Give them a follow at uh, Birchip. HRC, is it? That'll do. <laughs> we'll look that up. In yeah, it is. It's uh, oh no, it's just Birchip Harness at Birchip Harness. Yep. Um, very good. That's how I like the excite. Oh, I've got one more. Sorry. Okay. Excited. Oh, I this was going to be my number one, but okay. it, it is the imminent announcement of. Uh, Harness Racing Victoria's new CEO. You've been hanging on that, hanging on this for a while. Oh, I have been, Brett. It's bloody killing me. It's like um, I'm just—I've never anticipated since since a kid waiting for Christmas. That's how uh, I'm anticipating this because I, I just think this—the person who is to be announced um, uh, very soon—I mm. believe there's just a the, the the candidate is ready and loaded and. Um, you know, ironed his HRV shirt, ready to step out, just waiting on a few formalities to, to be completed before the announcement's formalised. But this person probably doesn't want to know this, but they very much have such a great responsibility for the future of the sport in this state uh, because we really are at a, at a bit of a tipping point here. And, um, 
yeah, the the person who takes on the the responsibility of the new CEO of Harness Racing Victoria will carry. Um, yeah, well, they'll have to be bloody good, and I and I hope they are, and I and I hear that they are. So I'm very excited to hear who it actually is. They've been keeping it. This is the they've not leaked anything, have they? No one knows anything. No, that is true. It's, it's very unharnessed racing like. It is. It is very unharnessed racing like. Even Lenny Baker can't even break it on his show. So you know, Scoots Baker. Scoots yes. Baker can't break it. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. Well, on that note, uh, I reckon it's time for our first break. It is. Welcome back to 147.7. The degrees of separation between everyone in the harness racing industry and Paul Sequenzia, according to Nick McKenzie. Yeah, forget harness racing industry. Every <laughs> racing code. Yes. Cycling. I reckon uh, he'd find something between Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong, winner of the uh, Tour de France seven times, has been done with uh, uh, using EPO. Apparently, Paul Sequenzia once rode a bike. <laughs> Sequenzia, uh, associated with uh, the Tabers uh, horse, and uh, you can see, couldn't you? Nick McKenzie could work him in, couldn't you? Used to always be the six degrees of uh, Kevin Bacon. We used to do the, you know, everyone in the world could be linked to Kevin Bacon yeah. between six degrees. Yeah. So Nick McKenzie's just taken it to another level with Paul Sequenzia. Yep. Yep. Um, He's good. He is very good. Uh, I was going to think about some sort of connection then about. Um, <laughs> what, Kevin Bacon? <laughs> no, 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 no. About the earthquake in bloody Kaikoura or something like that. Oh. And uh, Yeah. Paul Sequenzi's been to Kaikoura for the Kaikoura Cup and, uh, yeah. Susie Susie probably raced in, in the Kaikoura Cup, quite possibly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. there's your connection right yep. there. Yep, there you go. He doesn't miss it. That's pretty good, Brett. That's taken you three months to come up with that. But well done. Well done. <laughs> I liked it. Thanks. Brett. Yes. What's the time for now? Time for Sweet Brainchild of Mine. Brainchild. As you refuel your your brain, Shannon. Brett, I've had three months of thinking and I've got a lot of things on my mind about the sport at the moment. Okay. But I'm going to start off pretty light, hopefully light and easy, um, <laughs> looking for sponsors. <laughs> um, and this is about Monday nights. I think last, uh, okay. last series I declared my love of Monday nights. The timeline really, really suits yep. family life. Yep. Get the kids in bed and uh, Get watch. Get on the punt. <laughs> Get the kids in bed, give them some Fenergan and hit the piss. <laughs> um, no, I reckon this Monday night has huge potential. Yep. We've seen some, um, not to say, not, not to talk about um, perhaps that the, some of the administrative changes that H, HRV, um, you know, would have prevented this previously. Yep. But Shane Glowry has now sort of moved into more of a, well, well, at the moment, he's acting operations manager, but I'm actually going to give Shane a call tomorrow to air my sweet child of sweet brainchild of mine. Yep. I've been for a long time thinking about or talking about the merits of trialling at the same time as racing. So this weekend, I think there aren't any trials in Ballarat, there aren't any in Geelong, and there aren't any in Melton. Mm-hmm. So between Saturday and Tuesday, whereas usually there's one of those trial events. We've got Monday um, French trots on uh, at Melton. Yep. So I would like to see through the 
Mondays, these 15 consecutive Mondays, that we also have a trial meet at Melton. In the past, we've spoken about the fact that you could that, that Menangle managed trials between races on a Tuesday. Yep. So uh, now this the, the Monday trots at Melton starts at 7.30 and goes to about 10.30. I reckon there's great potential to have trials on at Melton every single Monday through this summer period. Uh, it could potentially start at 5.30. If they have to run in between some of the earlier races, um, all good and well. Yep. And I think there's huge benefits to be made in terms of savings of overheads. You've got all of the track staff there, your mobiles there, your lights are on. Um, you know, so all of the fixed costs that are associated with running a trials meet are there and covered anyway with the race meeting. But I'd like to see it doubled up to be sort of an industry or participants family night as well, where Legends Cafe would be opened, there would be a um, you know a really good value sort of uh, meal put on, so participants could come and trial their horses, race their horses, perhaps bring their family. There's, there aren't often races on a Monday afternoon when we've got a Monday night at Melton, and there aren't we don't have Tuesday day meetings often either, so there'd be, it could actually work into a nice time slot. Yep. And I think with the um, soon-to-be-announced new uh, administration lineup at C at uh, HRV would also be a really good opportunity to um, for the new leaders of our sport to mingle with participants uh, on a large scale. Mm. I think uh, I could see that Monday sort of uh, trots night bringing people to the venue of Tabcor Park Melton, having our trials, having our races. You probably get a lot of participants through the door and if you also at the same time made some accessibility, perhaps around specific topics or themes or, you know, if it was around integrity one night or around, um, you know, finances or wagering or whatever that was, it would be a really good opportunity to get some... Um, some uh, industry consultation happening happening at the same time and trying to bring our participants in as partners for the new direction of um, Harness Racing Victoria. Brett, that's about it. That's my sweet brainchild. It's not bad, Sean. Quite inclusive. Yeah, thank um, you. How many... Would there be enough stalls at Melton to accommodate trials and race meeting at the same time? <laughs> that's a good question, Brett. We've had Saturday nights where there have been thick bread semis of 12 full fields. And we've been able to cater for it. Yep. So if you've got eight races of, you know, 10 to 12, yep. I'm sure there'd be probably yep. room for 60 trialers. Yep. And if the argument was about cost of accommodating the extra horses, yep. I would say you would save that yep. in what you would save in actually putting on the trial meeting on a Tuesday. Yep. When you've got to bring your track attendance, yep. your mobile, and um, all of the all of the fixed costs that go into it. Ambulance, I presume. You could, I reckon you could just go and... Um, Call old, uh, you know, Eric's engineering from down the road and say, can you come and build us 20, you know, pretty yeah, basic yeah, boxes yeah, yeah, yeah. to give us the extra capacity for the trials? Yep, yep. No, good idea, Sean. Anyway, we'll pitch it and we'll see how we go, eh? All right. I don't know if we've ever got one of these up. No, I'm still waiting for my uh, melt and melt to uh, get on the... Can you, when you... In fairness, that was a shit idea. When I went to... Uh, when I was at the Red Mile, I had a lovely lobster roll. Wouldn't a lobster roll go down nice at uh, at uh, Melton? <laughs> Am I standing too? Oh, you're not a fan of lobster roll. No, I'm yeah. just. Have you been to a? Uh, oh, I'll tell you what. I'll yes. tell you. How good's a lobster roll? Absolutely beautiful. Exactly. I'll tell you what. That would be at Melton. Okay. Well, that would be <laughs> Melton. My crab be, roll. No, it okay. would be a large bloke having 20, 20 bourbon cans in the sun on Hunter Cup Day and rolling down the hill. <laughs> 
sounds like a uh... that would what if you went and advertised it, they'd be lining up for it. Sounds like a sooty tweet about Pogasolta or something after Tac Tate wins the Hunter Cup. <laughs> lobster roll. What's wrong with a lobster roll? I don't know. I don't like seafood. So. Uh, oh, it's don't, about like, me. don't like seafood. You're going to be battling in WA. Okay. Um, all right, very good. That's uh, sweet brain child of mine. Um, what are we doing now? Time for tweet. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> mm, well, this isn't good. Moist it, maybe. Moist. <laughs> Oh no. oh no, he's lost oh, this it. This is bad. This is bad. We didn't do this in rehearsal. There you go. You got it. You got it there. It's out of out of work. <laughs> Time for tweak. Oh jeez. Uh, my tweak. This well, I don't know if it came from this week or previous week, but it came from Paul Humphreys at PJ Humphreys. And it simply read, Friends in high places at Brian Keezy, question mark. Uh, quoting a tweet from the Donald, I told you she was bigger, a bigger certainty than me. From one grand, great man to another, great stuff, Brian. Hashtag, it's not dark yet. Paul's quite good on the Photoshop and he uh, does some great work there and I uh, appreciate that one. He is. Uh, what's his Twitter handle? Um, at P... Oh, no. Sorry, I said PJ Humphreys. At PI Humphreys, it is. There you go. What's right. yours, uh, Shannon? I'm just actually ducking through it now to see if I can find it. And it, um, <laughs> it is... Oh, I bloody lost it. Where's Andy's, where's Andy's picture of a... Um, oh, the, uh, Andy's the, the picture of a cow. cow. And basically it came from... And I'm, I, uh, you might, where is it? You might have to look at, uh, at, at the replies as well. Did you? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to work the tweet. Tweet and reply. That's it. There we go. There we go. There we go. All right. So mine was a tweet. Oh, there we go. On seventeenth of November, <laughs> when like, Andy tweeted, still enjoying it, aren't you? And how oh, Andy tweeted a picture of a very large cow. Now, this is a little bit um, self-indulgent. This <laughs> is reply on your tweets. <laughs> That's right. So last week it was in the news, and that was Andy's first ever trip to um, to Gumbauer. Yeah. And I tweeted one of my favourite photos of uh, which I don't know George Gath, obviously, and um, but it is a really wonderful photo I think of George Gath in this publication that I have. And the story goes to George Gath and the way he began his career, and it says um, that Gath's career began with a win at Tongala in March 1927 with a horse called Edna Direct. He rode the horse all the way from Gumbauer to Tongala, a two-day trip. To rake up a punting bank, the family sold six heifer cows and plonked the proceeds on Edna Direct, who duly saluted after being backed in from six to one to two to one. And then it goes on a little bit about some of his amazing accomplishments as a trainer and driver in our sport. Now, I'd asked Andy how many cows he was going to put on um, Star of Dionysus. Is that how you say <laughs> Dionysus. Dionysus? You say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he just said only the one. Now, just to, not to dwell on that article too much, and that was uh, good of Andy, but that's just, I think, a, a really remarkable story. The way that his yes. grandfather began yes. his sport. Now, I'm going to ask Andy, who is an avid listener of this program, or at least he tells us he is. Yep. 
that his grandfather was so confident in this horse, he rode, it, rode the horse for two days from Gumbel to Tongala, and um, that they sold six heifers for it. <laughs> yep. Okay, so now Andy is well regarded now for what he does for the industry by putting out his mail on every runner that he has now. Every week. Now I'm gonna not gonna Andy. To, I'm not going to ask Andy to rate every horse in terms of heifers, but I would ask if he could for our listeners particularly, when he's got a moral or when he wants to declare one, mm-hmm. to use the hashtag six heifers. I think that uh, it would be something that listeners of one forty seven seven could really get behind. Andy, when there's a moral, a hashtag six heifers would be uh, something uh, we're calling out to you to see if you can do for us. It's not a bad idea. The other, yeah. the other way you could go about it, Shannon, is uh, maybe, you know, like if you're rating a movie, you give it five stars out mm. of five stars. Perhaps there's, there's a couple of, there's a cow emoji. Just how many, what, what is it rating out of uh, five? Five cow emojis. Uh, well, each yeah. way, what's each yeah. way? A couple of cows and a. But I reckon I don't want to make it too shit. onerous of on him, Brett. Okay. You know, like right. okay. so. It, I reckon if if we did that, it would last a week. Okay. But if we just get if Andy's can get conditioned to even just a picture of a cow, but I'd love six heifers because that was what George's family thought okay. this is worth. Yep. Six heifers. So, Andy, when you're ready to um, really give the one forty seven seven listeners a steer. Hashtag six heifers, and uh, that's uh, we'll know what you're on about. Yeah, okay. To, to be fair to our listeners, he did say he's going to put that fat cow on uh, style of Dionysus, and uh, he only said one, so well, one out of six. As a fat, as a fat cow. It was a fat cow. The fat cow's uh, life's been in vain because Star of Dionysus did not uh, did not win that race. Yeah, that was a bit plain. Uh, no, good idea. All right. That's tweak. Time for another break. Are oh, you doing a tweak? Didn't I do it? I didn't. Oh, you did. Oh, pretty... Shit, I wasn't paying attention. No, you really weren't. I was looking <laughs> as, through Andy. As per usual. <laughs> no, I know. It was Paul Humphreys and it was about the Donald. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Right. Um, Time for a break. Okay. Welcome back to 147.7. The number of runners Ben Yole has in at Launceston on Sunday night. It's a lot. 35 plus what? three emergencies. Wow, that's unreal. <laughs> 35. They must be getting better fields than what we are in Victoria. Big... That's a whole meeting in Victoria at the moment. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's a big program. They've got about 12, 12, 12 or 13. they actually got one one field with about 15 runners in it. It must be... I haven't been paying too much attention, to be honest. In, oh, good. Yeah, but Benny, I, I will say, big. I feel bad about this, but I just don't even... I've, I can't remember when I last watched a harness race from Tasmania. No. So, well, Why night, is that? Why well, is it so removed from... Monday night might be a great time slot, but Sunday night's probably not a great time slot for trots, I reckon. You yeah. don't really feel like watching trots on a Sunday night, do you? No. Nah. Um, nah. I usually want to watch Family Ties into 60 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's a fair point. I, I just think they just need to change a few little things, and they maybe Vaughn. Well, Vaughn, yeah. Maybe he'll grab your attention. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that, that, that's... Because it's not a bad place. Like, there's some decent horses oh, down I there. I love Tasmania. Nice... I went down there once. I spent a weekend at Bernie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I actually did. I actually did. <laughs> oh, I win you, but I always said it was a weekend at Bernie. <laughs> 
Once again, listeners, we're uh, looking for sponsors for this show. So uh, if you're keen to uh, hear more of this comedy gold from uh, from one Shannon Nixon, please uh, send us all your money. <laughs> uh, Brett, friend. Oh, it's time for friend and unfriend. Oh, new friend. Please be my friend. Oh, friend. I unfriend you. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> Get on to it, Shannon. You go first. Oh, do I have to? You go first. I went first last time. Oh, God. All right. My friend, my first friend. This is a really, this is an interesting, uh, this is our last topic for the night. Yes, it is. Our last segment. It is. Um... And there's been a lot of things go on in the last three months that might um, engender some emotions of friending or unfriending. Yep. Um, so anyhow, we'll, we'll do the best we can, Brett. Uh, my first friend is um, the mobilisation of energy and passion uh, in Victoria in recent times through club AGMs and uh, kindred body AGMs and such. I noticed that the um, trainers and drivers have had a meeting recently. Um, and I know uh, with uh, the organisation that we're associated with, Brett, we've had three... We actually had to have an election um, for our committee, which yes. is a great sign. Yes. Uh, and we had, um, you know, three new committee members um, elected to the to the board of Harness Breeders Victoria, which was Ashley Haynes, who's a passionate trotting man. Chris Lang, also a passionate trotting man, but also somebody with, um, you know, some really... Is that a junior as well? A Chris Lang junior, who, uh, somebody with some um, progressive and uh, some different views, I would suggest. And, um, and Adam Wilkinson, who is also another person who is really passionate about the industry of harness racing. And all three of those guys are looking for a way that they can contribute to the industry. Um, we see tonight, uh, just off the wires at, uh, at the AGM at Geelong Harness Racing Club, where I am a member, yep. uh, that they've just made a profit of $97,000 in the last 12 months, which is quite significant for a club that has had enormous issues in terms of its financial viability and sustainability. It's been defrauded and, and buddy and robbed and bankrupt and um yeah. you know so yeah, it's, yeah it's been in, a la- in the last 10 years without even talking about some of the vandalism from the little ice monkeys down there every, <laughs> every tuesday night <laughs> but but nonetheless the the kindred the clubs bendigo last night with their facebook uh work which I haven't yet seen. I'm not a, a, a Facebooker, but um, some of the stuff that's happening, uh, Swan Hill, uh, you can see the effort they've put in. They've done some great things with the country clubs. Yep. One of the things that the challenge that, that's happening, that, that's facing um, Harness Racing Victoria, and probably nationally, but obviously I'm more Victorian-focused, is that it's actually starting to mobilise some people to use their energies, and, and it's almost a call to arms. And so... Uh, I'm friending that, that people are putting their hand up and having a crack before yep. in 10 years' time saying, oh, I remember when we used to have trots. Yep. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm friending that. There's energy and passion and people are actually walking the walk and uh, I give, and I'm paying credence to that, so thank you. Next one, Pogger. That happened in our um, hiatus was uh, Harness Charity Challenge. Pogger yep. once again put his enormous amount of time into it with um, Baker's pups, Sam Baker, yep. of Bendigo and supporters. And gee, um, Pogger, it's an enormous contribution that you make for 
the interests of the sport. No personal benefit. Um, great contribution to a charity, and uh, you deserve great credit for it. So um, thank you, Pogger, because... Um, not many else will, and you deserve it, and uh, thank you. I actually think, sorry, just quickly, this is one of the best things that's come about in the last couple of years. And it's just, uh, for one, it raises money for charity, but which is, you know, the overall aim of the of the competition. But it just brings so many people together and creates a, a real interest during that month, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And, yeah. Yep, and started out by a guy just having a crack. And, yep. Um, so thanks, mate. It's fantastic. Next one is Tefala Glasheen. I think I announced uh, six months ago that he was retiring from the uh, pulpit here at St Bernard's in Bacchus Marsh, but we had a bit of a farewell bash for him on um, on Saturday night. About 400 people uh, flocked to the primary school uh, hall. Jeez. And I was there at the end of the night talking when uh, some, some people connected to uh, Hector JJ were asking for him to bless the colours of Hector before the Inter-Dominion. Uh, John Dunn and Elizabeth Clark, um, Deputy um, Chair of Harness Racing Victoria in Elizabeth, were, were both present. John Dunn spoke and spoke about Father Glasheen's um, oh, lifetime interest and passion for the trots. And just friending uh, Father Glash again, he'll probably actually be around the trots even more now, but he is someone who, at least, I mean, the, he, he, spe- he says about five masses a week, and every one of those masses is a, uh, gets more coverage on harness racing than RSN. So, <laughs> seriously, Brett, that is not to be taken lightly, all right? He makes sure that people in our uh, parish know whose horses are running during the week, yep. and uh, there's a bit to be said for that. So, I'm friending Father Brian Glasheen. Who also um, has uh, <laughs> bequeathed me um, a lot of this, a lot of his harness racing history. Um, yeah, so that's where we got the poppy photo from oh, tonight, yes. Brett. Yes, yes. The next one was Standard Bread, the uh, documentary style. Is that what it's called? The documentary style yeah. uh, program yeah. put out by um, uh, Standard Bread Breeders New Zealand. Just awesome. If you haven't seen it yet. Um, do yourself a favour. I don't know how you'd get on it. YouTube, Standard Bread Breeders New Zealand. Gee, it's good. Oh, the quality of it, Brett. Yep. I just cannot... I, I think it is the best harness racing television I've ever seen. And it wasn't even on the telly. <laughs> it's on the internet. <laughs> I haven't caught up with all the episodes. Oh, I've so loved it. Of, um... Absolutely loved it. I loved Ken Brecken's. Yep. Um, 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 Come on. The Red Rattler's very own Ken Brecken. <laughs> you know what they're sucking up to him after you bagged his horses? Which actually nah. half turned out to be true. <laughs> well, Pacing Major didn't go much good. Nah. Look, I, I, look, to be honest with you. Um, um, yeah. yeah. And that's another thing as well when you're talking about, uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of different organisations or businesses contributed to, to the funding to that making as well. Oh, uh, yep. yep. So that's another sort of uh, that mobilisation of, uh, of Energy Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right, Brett. Like the the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. On Sky Channel as well. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I don't know which is wonderful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really good. TAB mustn't know about it yet. <laughs> um, and Herald Sun's feature on the weekend in Melbourne of women in harness racing. So, um, geez, it's not often that we get exposure like that. No, in the Herald Sun. So that was really, really good to see, and and uh, an overdue celebration of. Um, you know, to the wider community mm. of the, the the wonderful achievements that uh, the w- women rack up in harness racing in Victoria. So yep. they are my friends, Brett. 
Yes, they are my friends. I reckon as well with that uh, on that Herald Sun thing of sort of uh, have threat or ask Cody Winnell from HRV to come on the show at some stage and never got Our show. into it. Yeah, uh, and talk about. Have you asked him? I have asked him. Yeah, and he said he would, but I've never come around to it. Um, never got around to getting him on. But um, it'd be interesting to know how that sort of stuff, how they get that sort of stuff in the paper. That's interesting to me, how they get that article. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious about that as well. There must be some, well, some background dealings. My initial thoughts were that maybe it was something could be attributed to, um, and Cody could refute this, to, to Jane Brooke. Most likely is, I'd say. But then I was speaking to someone today who would okay. know that said the story's been on ice for three months. <laughs> and uh, I'm just wondering how long Jane's been in the chair, but um, I know Jane retweeted it. And, uh, yeah, so it could just be that, you know, it's part of the skill set of the board to be able to engage, you know, that sort of level of communication that's a little bit more difficult. <laughs> Our uh, studio audience is uh, currently snoring in the background there. If yeah. you Unbelievable, mate. All right. I think you did some work. My friends, uh, my friends, um, no Gordon Rothicker Medal Knight at Crown. Thought it was fantastic. Great move, I reckon, shifting to Crown. A lot of the other states, maybe all the other states actually, uh, hold it you know, outside of their track, and I think that was a great move, shifting from Melton into Crown. In fairness, the other oh. states could probably get heavy beer. Okay, I knew that was going to come. <laughs> <laughs> One half of, uh, of 147.7 complained loudly when they couldn't get uh, uh, a heavy beer as part of the beverage package. I'll leave it up to listeners to decide who that was. Well, wow. Oh, would you like? Have you got a heavy beer? Oh, well, you can get a crown, but it'll be ten bucks a drop. Okay, that's fair. It's a fair criticism. If you're in there at HRV, just make sure you get the uh, the heavy beer as part of your beverage package next year. Um, our man Jordan Stratton bringing up his three thousandth win. Thought that deserved a shout out on the show since he's a yeah. Rock. What an amazing achievement! Well done, Jordan. You're a, a star. Man. Yeah, he's in his twenties still. He's twenty eight or something, isn't he? Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. doing all right, isn't he? Yeah. Doing okay for himself. Um, I tweeted this out, I think, last week, but I'll, I'll mention it on the show as well. Craig Knott, um, he gets a friend for the way he's a member of the Harness Racing Advisory Council here in Victoria. The way he's engaging with participants on Twitter and getting out and about is just. Oh, it's uh, it's really encouraging, and he's uh, and just the matter of fact way he goes about it. Yeah, right now. yeah he um, yeah, just, it's it's an interesting way. Like it's it's a really good way how he does it, and I don't know exactly how he gets away with some of it. Like if someone else did the stuff that he was doing, he'd probably just get held down. But he's just uh, I think he gets a little bit of criticism, but he doesn't give a shit. He's a honey badger about it when yeah. someone comes up. Yeah. If someone just wants to go and run him down for it, he's just he just can. Let it, he just doesn't care. Yep. Shuts that out. He's just yep. there. He's very pragmatic. Yep. And goes back a little bit to that, you know, the 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 way everyone's pulling in the right direction here at the moment. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No doubt. Um, Paul Courts and HarnessNews.com gets a friend. Um, great coverage of harness racing, and he's willing to write, you know, write stories when a lot of the times other people aren't. Absolutely agree. Uh, Nikita Ross gets a friend because her fall photos are. Just outstanding. She's yes. great with the camera, and uh, it sort of follows on from my uh, delight earlier in the show. Well, for, this is very similar to yours, Shannon, about uh, the mobilisation of uh, you know the clubs and the and the kindred bodies. But just the way these people are, you know, yeah, self-promoting 
themselves and and also when you look at you know even H, or HRV with the with the Herald Sun article you know Gloucester Park with the work they're doing around the Inter Dominions and then you get into like the you know the studs and the and the the um, actual participants like Success Stud and Alex Tout if their Twitter feed isn't a must follow I don't know what is yeah. um, Ben Stud doing great work Aiken Racing Andy Gath Brittany Graham of course the uh, the the Twitter OG Danny Hill. It's just it's just really good to see these people promoting their sport and yeah. passionate enough Waltz to take with time. Callan, Mike Grantham. Exactly. Another one, yeah. yeah, exactly. He's come on and he's giving punters great advice. Like I think it's really uh I'm not maybe not underrated, but just it's it's underappreciated some of this work that people are doing and it's just really good to see. And my final friend is uh goes to um to Adam Logan for his egg production. I've sort of uh, enjoyed seeing his uh, his chook factory he's got going down there and wherever he is. Yep. It's, uh, it's a pretty impressive little uh, egg or uh, chook pen he's got going or chook yeah. mansion. And uh, I don't know why he needs so many eggs, but uh, he's certainly pumping them out. <laughs> anyway, that's my friends. All right, Brett. Unfriends. Unfriends. I've got a few. I've got a couple. Yep, 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 yep. I've got a couple. Um... So I'll go. I'll, I suppose I'll go with the first. Uh, you know, I'll go the easy one first. RSN, <laughs> RSN. Um, it's just what, some of the things that have happened there in recent times. Oh, look, I don't know because I'm actually well. The, the whole. I'm an AM radio person, like many people who sort of um, either work solitary, <laughs> solitary lives, like. What I do or whatever, you listen. You spend your day in the ute or in the shed yeah. or whatever listening to the radio. And, yep. and AM ref- radio, I don't want to listen to um, chicks and dudes on FM radio. It makes me want to spew. However, and, and, and our AM radio has just gone to the shit from 774 to 3AW to RSN. And anyway, it is. All of, the, all of them, Brett. You've got to listen to Sydney Shock Jocks on 3AW. Anyway. All clear boatage, God. But RSN and where this is going, it is just it seems to me to be really critical at the moment because it seems like they actually don't know who their audience is or what their purpose or mission is. Um, the, the, um, now, whether you, I, I'm a Collingwood supporter, that wasn't why I liked to listen to Mick McGowan and um, and Michael Christian. It was because I actually had an interest in all sports. Yep, and. When a good achievement came along, they would ring up Natalie Rasmussen or Mark Purden and talk about how that was. Um, racing ahead, um, Shane Anderson would want to know about the issues in harness racing and talk to the participants who had just achieved great things in harness racing. Uh, I just really, really worry. Uh, I believe at the moment, um, as a shareholder of 19% of RSN Harness Racing Victoria, have a seat at the table, but due to a lot of the changes that have happened... In recent times in personnel at HRV, we've probably lost a, um, I suppose, a presence at that table. And I just think, gee, one of the first gigs for um, the new CEO will be to make sure that we get in there and start to go and reclaim some territory and um, try to make sure that uh, harness racing is getting its fair bloody... um, fair share of some editorial time on, on that station because at the moment it's... It should be something that's used to benefit our industry, mm-hmm. and we're getting no benefit from it at all at the moment, and all at the expense of um, racing.com, it appears. Yep. Um, and even when you listen to Jury Duty, not that, you know, Jury Duty was a racing.com. It's like, not Jury Duty anymore. No, it's not. And, that, and we discussed this in our 
previous season, Brett. Yeah, it's not. Just don't call it jury duty. Don't call it racing your head. It's a different program altogether. Yep. It's just fluffed up. Yeah. Just yep. racing.com on the radio. Yeah. Yep. Don't want to hear it. No. I don't. Others might want to. But... Yep. Um, my next one goes back to the communication, I suppose, and that is a lack of communication coming out of headquarters here in Victoria. Uh, I've often, I mean, for probably the last 12 to 18 months, I've lauded the uh, efforts of harness racing in New South Wales. They're obviously a bit better resource than us at the moment, but what they're doing with Trots TV and their weekly, regular, consistent, predictable production of news and stories is really a great. The fact they get a weekly from, you know, John Dummersney, uh, you know, this episode, I just find yep. it's just awesome. Now, um, Darwin Teeth is not an executive director of Harness Racing Victoria, is that he's the chairman, and we have a, an interim CEO, and I understand that um, Kay Rundle also is in there with a certain sort of purpose to her role, which is to support the transition from one CEO to the next and one administration to the next. But I'll... Go back to one of, um, you know, like Don Monteith's commentary in his uh, audit of Harness Race in Victoria, and then there was also a recommendation in number six that said to ensure effective leadership and communication to reunite the industry and reinvigorate the racing product. There is a huge void of communication from Harness Race in Victoria at the moment in terms of the strategy, the finances, the, 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 the messages that investors which breeders and owners are, and trainers. They're all people who are investing in this sport. Um, We need more information. And the lack of communication, I think, is is not good enough. There needs to be someone from the administration speaking to Cody or Jason or Blake on, on gate speed every week. Let people know what's happening. It doesn't mean that you have to go and talk about every you know minute detail of the um, financial performance of last season but we had a, a um, annual report that wasn't even didn't have any commentary wasn't released it just was just plonked on the website like we deserve better than that um, and participants deserve more um, participants deserve to know how their investment is tracking we're shareholders and we deserve to know how our um, our business is performing. And I just I'm really unfriending a lack of communication to participants at every level: punters, owners, breeders, trainers, drivers, employees, um, clubs. I just think it's um, at the moment it's not good enough to sit there and say we're in a in a period of change because we're about to go on summer holidays. We're about to have people get their catalogs in the mail from APG to go to the sales and invest. We're getting people who are breeding at the moment. They need information, um, and they need it now. Um, sound like a, uh, sound like a union picket line. Yeah, yeah. Election. When do we want it now? What do we want information? When do we want it now? A uh, couple more. The last, uh, I've got two to go. Yep. One is, uh, and one is, um, I don't know if this is an unfriend and a, or a friend or more of a comment or an observation, but the reality is what we're going to see in the next two years is a lot of change and all of us at every level of this sport need to start to... I, mean, I know it's been Dale Monteith's mantra to have industry first, but any every business needs a customer and you need to satisfy the wants of the customer and in our instance the customer is the punter 
and the rest of us are suppliers, I suppose. So I, I suppose I'm just saying that as an industry, we need to be able to... You don't have to necessarily celebrate and embrace every change, but if you understand and all of it... Anyone who's listened to this show knows where this sport's headed. You can understand now we don't get any space at all in the Herald Sun in the editorial, which is now filled up by UFC, basketball, soccer, many sports that weren't on those back pages 20 years ago when our sport was more relevant. Things have changed. Our customer has abandoned us, and we need to go and find new markets. So, I suppose I'm just saying that, um, you know, when when the automobile came into play, and um, you know, uh, buggies went out of out of out of uh, business, and you know, buggy whip manufacturers went out of business as well. You need to change with the market, and when there's new demands and new expectations from your customer, you need to change with it. So. I suppose that's more of a comment. So that's that, that's that's pretty much all I'll say, Britain, my own friends. All right. My own friends. Uh, first one goes to myself for not editing the show I did with Nick. I apologise once again, Nick. Uh, my second unfriend goes to harness.org.au. That site needs a massive makeover and it needs it uh, rather urgently. I don't know who is to pay for it but uh, I would uh, think all the states should contribute something and uh, we need to get a decent site up there because it's too it's just old and it's stories um, flow through there too quickly we have the wrong stories on the front page I believe anyway or stories that shouldn't don't necessarily need to be front and centre with the graphic that's a good point Brett Um, a lot of dead people on there yeah no disrespect to the people that have died but um yeah, you often see like three stories up out there, you know, and not that's very important, but it's uh, it probably doesn't need to be featured so prominently um, in the only space on there that is featured prominently. Um, yeah, so I just think that needs to happen quickly, and, and it's a great idea having all the states in one website. I really like it. Really like the you know results and the and the field and all the information on there is fantastic, but it just needs to be re redesigned. Um, anyway, hopefully that may happen. All right, that's it for the uh, for the comeback episode. <laughs> what a what a blast, Brett! What a blast! Now nah, it was really good to be back. Um, and uh, hey, and what about some feedback? Every time Brett says about this is our Facebook or whatever, and all we got was Terry Forster bitching about us, not mentioned about Trotters, and that was twelve months ago. And I reckon he just never listened again. <laughs> I don't think he did. Um, yeah, all right. Um, at one forty-seven seven, last. What do you want? Seven. What do you need from this podcast? Yep. We're looking at doing doing some big things. And also hit us up, message Brett on email or Twitter if you want to um, be involved as a sponsor as well. Yep. Um, yeah, and we'll get details out about that. Otherwise, we'll, uh, we'll have another show around the Inters. And, um, yeah, we'll catch you then. See you, listeners. See ya.